Welcome to Healing Begins. I am so glad that you have chose to join me for this program. So I just want to spend some time with Open with Prayer. And and today I don't have any notes whatsoever in front of me. I just want to see where God takes me on this program. I've kind of decided to talk about being dedicated. And uh, I'll share with you where that came from. And uh, I want to open with prayer right now. Holy Spirit, you know who's listening. You know what they need. You know where they're at. And you know what they're going through today. And this morning, Lord, is I just flow in the Holy Spirit a little bit and just talk about what you put on my heart. I pray that it would be a blessing and encouragement to those that are listening in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, This morning I was up at 4.30, yes, 4.30 a.m. again, and just, just in the presence of the Lord. Now when I talk about being dedicated, I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not develop I'm not talking about developing a religious habit. I think we all have enough of that. I'm talking about just developing a personal relationship with Jesus and being dedicated to it where you talk with him and he talks to you. And so you know it I looked at my clock, it actually said 419 this morning, and I went, oh, 419. I got a busy day today, Lord. And yet, I got out of bed, got my coffee, got my Bible, went out to my favorite chair, and I sat down. Why? Not to be religious, but because I like talking to Jesus. I like spending time with him. And if I can just get past that groggy, tired feeling in the morning, then I can break into the sweet, sweet presence of the Lord. Now, as I'm saying this, I also realize there are young moms and young dads out there that have young kids. And so you're in a different season of your life. Your intimacy with Jesus might look a little different than my intimacy with Jesus because I'm 61, going to be 62 years old right now, and uh, my kids are all grown and gone. And I have time to get up early in the quietness of the morning. And many of you young moms, you don't necessarily have that because you hear, Mommy, or your child has got you up at 2 a.m. and you're tired. So you have to grab your intimacy with Jesus whenever you can. So there's grace for that and grace for you young dads. And then some of you work third shift, second shift, and you don't work a first shift job like I do. And so it's going to look a little bit different for you. All I'm saying is this. Jesus so wants to spend time with you. He's just waiting for you to come talk. You should say to him, Hello, Jesus. I say that sometimes to him, and I know he says, Hello, Gail, because he created me. He loves me. He cares for me. He created me for a reason and a purpose. And he wants to walk with me every day. So I'm not talking about religious. 
I'm talking about having a relationship with Jesus, who is God, who came in the flesh, the way, the truth, and the life. You might say, well, I don't believe he was God. Well, that doesn't change it. He's still God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If he's the way, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you can't be deceived. And if he's the life, the devil can't kill you. That's what Jesse Duplantis says, and I believe it. I love John 14. I don't know why I'm going to the scripture, but I'm just going to go there. I know it from memory. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we don't know the way to the place where you're going. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. Jesus is the doorway to the Father. Jesus is the only way to get there. I'm sorry if you believe anything else, I'm telling you, I'm praying for you right now that if you don't believe what I'm saying, that you would have an encounter with Jesus right where you're at, right now. The ministering angels would surround you and the peace of God overwhelm you and you would begin to experience his wonderful presence. You know, scripture scriptures are flooding my mind right now. One is Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man heareth my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Those are the words of Jesus. You know, he stands at your heart's door and he knocks. He wants to come in, but he doesn't force his way in. You don't have to follow Jesus. You have a free choice. You can choose to reject him and his sacrifice on the cross for you, or you can accept him and what he has done for you. He died so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He died so that we might have peace. He died so that we might have healing. He died so that we could have victory over the enemy. Because when he died, he descended into hell and he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he rose victorious. He died so you could have life and have it more abundantly, John 10, 10. That's this wonderful Jesus I'm talking about. Well, maybe you say, well, I'd really, I'm not right with Jesus or I'm away from him. And, well, you know what? Just come home. You know, uh, there was a hymn that we used to always sing growing up. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and me. And part of that chorus says, come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling. Oh, sinner, come home. If it's time for you to come home, just say, Lord, I've been away. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I rededicate my life to you. I come back. You know, it's like the story of the prodigal son. There were two two sons. 
One had been with his father the whole life and he had an inheritance coming. And the younger son said, Dad, I want my inheritance. I want to leave the farm. So dad gave him his inheritance. And the young boy went off and he went into another land and he spent all of his money on riotous living, on drinking, on women. He just spent all of his money. And one day he had a job. He was working with a farmer and he was feeding the pigs. And when what he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, he thought, I need to return home to my father and say, Dad, I don't deserve to be a son, but can I be your servant? And you know, the father missed the son while he was gone. And he was always looking, always waiting that maybe one day his son would return home. And then the son was walking back to the house, coming down the road. The Bible says when he was afar off, the father saw him. And he began to run to his son and he embraced him and he kissed him and he threw his arms around him and he put a robe on him and he put a ring on his finger and the son said, Dad, I don't deserve to be a son. And Dad said, you're my son. And when when the Bible says he ran to meet his son, back then Jewish men didn't run. It was undignified. And the father got undignified. He was so happy his son was home. And he said, kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. My son, which is lost, is now found. This is exactly what it's like with the Heavenly Father. The devil would like to tell you don't come home. The devil would like to tell you God don't want you. The devil would like to tell you you're worthless, no good. He would just like to tell you all of his lies. And yet Jesus is waiting. He's standing there. He's knocking. He's waiting for you. Can you believe it? It doesn't matter what you've done. One day in my office years ago, a lady sat down and she came in and she said, you know, I've been a prostitute for many years, but I found Jesus. I said, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. May I come home? When Mary Magdalene was a lady in the Bible that Jesus freed of seven devils, And he set her free. She was a village woman, a prostitute. And Jesus delivered her. And she became a follower of Christ. And when he rose from the dead, she was the first one he appeared to. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, where you've come from. The Lord is always looking for you. He is always looking for you and he loves you. And if you've been away, just like the prodigal, we're in a day when God is calling the prodigals home. Probably what you don't realize is this. There's been someone praying for you. Maybe a grandma, maybe a brother, maybe a sister, maybe a friend that God has put you on their heart and they've been praying for you every day and you don't even realize it. Wow, come home, come home. I love the fact that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. I I used to hate that song, Come Home, because I ran away from God for five years, then I'd hear that song, Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. And I'd go, oh, I hate that song, because I would feel the Lord calling me to come back to him. I know I'm not a great singer, but hey, if you need to come back, say, Lord, I'm coming back. Forgive me of my sins. Receive me back. I'm so sorry, Lord. I want to walk with you, live with you, Oh, Lord, I'm so sorry I've been away. 
in that moment you do that, Jesus got you. You know, the thief on the cross, that's interesting. There were two thieves that were dying. And the one thief was just giving Jesus a hard time. And the other thief looked at him and said, Remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. Now that tells me one or two things about that thief. He probably he had probably been hearing Jesus talk about his kingdom. Otherwise, how would he know he had a kingdom, right? And he knew the kingdom was not of this world. And Jesus looked at that thief with love and said, This day you will be with me in paradise. Wow! Can you imagine that thief dies and the next day he finds himself in paradise with Jesus? He lived his whole life. He was a criminal. And at the last moment, he accepted Jesus. And the blood of Jesus washed his sins away. I love that thief because, you know, some people say, well, you got to be baptized. Well, the thief did. He wasn't baptized. I mean, come on. That thief got in at the last moment. I have worked in trauma centers. I did that work for 18 years. And I can tell you how many people that I prayed for, hundreds, at the last moment, in the last hour of their life, accepted Christ and he forgave them. And I know they're in heaven with Jesus even today. And someday when I get to heaven, it's going to be really great because someday when I get to heaven, I'm going to meet those people. You see, we're just pilgrims. We're just passing through. This life is temporary. Eternity is forever. And whether you understand it or not, you're an eternal being. Your body might die one day, but you're not going to die because your spirit and your soul is going to live in one or two places, heaven or hell. And so it's important that you receive a message of love, a message of hope, and that my voice is God's voice in the night that God can use me to speak to you. You know, when I started this program, um, it's been about seven or eight months. Uh, one of the things is that the Lord kind of put on my heart. He wanted my voice to be his voice. He wanted hope. He wanted hope going out. He wanted people to know that he loved them. He cared for them wherever they're at. And so maybe you're coming home. If you've come home and you prayed that prayer to receive Christ, then you also need a good church to attend I don't know where you live at or where you're listening to this at or what city you're in. Look for a good church that loves Jesus as God who came in the flesh, that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, and that's the Bible's the inspire, ins, that the Bible is the inspired word of God. So I'm kind of amazed uh, this morning, everything the Lord has got me talking about. You know, it says in Acts 3.19, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So the times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. You know, the Lord wants to refresh you with his presence. And the way you can get refreshed is by taking away anything that is separating you from God. 
And that's what sin does. It separates us from the Heavenly Father. But even though we might be separated because of our sin, the Heavenly Father still loves us, created us, has a plan for us, and it's important that we come back to Him. Or maybe you're someone that struggles with forgiveness. You have a lot of people you're mad at. You just plain been flat out angry. Well, how is all that working for you, carrying that on the inside of your heart? Today is the day to let go. Today is the day to forgive. You know, Jesus said, if you cannot forgive men their trespasses, neither can I forgive you. So forgiveness does not mean what happened to you was okay. Forgiveness does not mean you let somebody in to run over you. Forgiveness means you're going to take them you're going to take them out of your heart. You're going to give them with, to Jesus, and you're going to let him deal with it. Because, And by the way, that you, do, you have to do that more than once because forgiveness is not a one-time event but a lifestyle. You know, when, when Jesus and Peter were talking, Peter came to Jesus one day and he said, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother? And Peter had the term and the number in his mind, the number seven. Because according to Jewish law, he only needed to forgive three times. And Jesus looks at him and he goes, no, Peter, not seven times, but 70 times seven. The point is that forgiveness is to be unlimited. You know, there's a lot of people walking around because they're bitter and they're angry and they're full of pus. Oh, I hate that word pus, but it's a good word to describe it when you're bitter and you're angry, and you have pus in your heart. You have all that unforgiveness. You know what? It's time to let it go. It's time to give it to God. You might have to put up some boundaries with some people, but it's time to take this out of your heart and give it to God. You know, at Spiritual Care, we talk about doing the hooks. It's time to take it off my hook, put it on God's hook. When you get that pus out of your heart, when you get all that bitterness, all that poison, out of your heart, you will feel so much better. Just say, Jesus, I forgive. Now just name off everyone that you need to forgive. I give them to you, Lord. I take them off my hook. I put them on your hook. I give them to you, Lord. I forgive them in Jesus' name. A lot of times you got to do that by faith because you don't feel like it. You don't feel like forgiving them because you just want to hang on to it. So, Wow, we've talked a lot, a lot of things this morning, things the Holy Spirit has put on my heart for you. And I keep seeing as I'm talking people that are sick, people that are struggling in their physical body. Lord, um, one of your names in the Bible is the great physician. And I pray that you would go and that you would provide healing for them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Lord, I pray that you would send your ministering angels out this morning to everybody that's listening, to the one that is crying. I keep seeing a person who is crying, a person who is in deep struggles. Lord, I pray that you would come to them. You know, the Bible says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. See, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And Jesus said we are to learn from him. Lord, we give you our burdens this morning. I don't know what the burdens are. Maybe a mom is playing for a child. 
that has just been caught up in a wrong lifestyle of sin. Lord, I pray you bring the children home. Lord, Proverbs 11.1 1 says, The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And I thank you, Lord, that you are delivering people from the clutches of the enemy. I thank you, Lord, that when you died on the cross, you defeated death, hell, and the grave. You conquered the enemy totally. We have power in the name of Jesus to call our sons and our daughters back home, to call them back out of the field of sin, back home. Lord, we call those that are lost, come home, come back, come back to Jesus. And for those that are listening to me right now, Lord, that are just really hurting, I pray that your bomb, your bomb of Gilead would be poured over them. And I just pray, Lord, that they would experience your healing virtue penetrating their very soul in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you so much. You are so good and you are so good to us. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. I see people driving in their cars right now listening to this. Let your presence fill their car. I see people sitting in their their bedroom. I just see these pictures flooding my mind right now. And I pray that your presence would flood them as they sit in their favorite room at home. Maybe, Lord, this program was a total surprise to them. They did not expect this on their radio station. Lord, let your peace and let your love fill their hearts today. May they have a new vision for the future. Maybe they've lost sight. They just feel like there's no hope. And they've lost sight and they lost vision. Lord, I pray that they would come back to you today. In Jesus' name, give them a new new vision for tomorrow. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're ministering to people right now. More, Lord, more of your presence, more of your peace, more of your love. And for those that struggle with condemnation because they feel like they failed so much, may they realize that condemnation is not from you, that you never condemn them. And while we were sinners, you loved us and you wanted us to come home. Lord, I thank you that when you forgive us, the Bible says that you not only forgive, you forget. And our sins are washed away in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me for the Healing Begins program. I am so glad that you've tuned in this morning. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Maybe he be gracious to you and give you his peace. I want to leave you with these final words. Jesus loves you.